Hello, zebras. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me. Kirk Durbin on this episode is on a past episode, episode 311, which is called From Broke to Bitcoin. Uh, Kirk started the Apollo Project, and he's about to launch uh, a cryptocurrency ICO which is called Apollo 18. Now, so what this episode is about, if you're interested in cryptocurrency, if you don't understand much about it and you're trying to like grasp what's going on, this is an important episode because it's helped me to understand a lot. I feel like as a novice on a, on a beginner's level, I'm starting to really grasp what's going on, and I want to thank Kirk for that. So he's also trying to help out people who listen to these episodes, people in which we're, we're from, central Pennsylvania, catch up and be involved in cryptocurrency. So we're going to cover what is Apollo, what is Apollo 18, the currency that is created. We're going to talk about the meet and greet that they're going to be having for the launch of the cryptocurrency, the problem that they're trying to solve and the solution they have for the problem, uh, how to purchase this piece of cryptocurrency, and also you know when you can find it on Bittrex, when you can find it on Binance. We're going to get into all of that, so I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail right now. First of all, let's... Uh, <clears throat> Get to your sponsors for the show. I've got to thank you to all of the sponsors, as always. Brand new sponsor on the podcast is Comics Vault, Twelfth uh, Avenue in Altoona, eleven thirty Twelfth Avenue. Go to Facebook and Instagram at the Comics Vault Altoona. So they sell comic books. Neil, he'll be on the podcast here soon. Uh, sells comic books. I'm a huge comic book fan from back in the day. X Men for Life, Ride or Die, Wolverine, and Rogue. Those were my. That was my crew back in the day. But uh, if you're looking for new comics every single Wednesday at Comics Vault, thousands and thousands of back issues. And also free comic book day coming up on May 5th. If you're looking for free comic books, get them at the Comic Vault or buy your comics. That would be the suggested move. Uh, You can call them at 201-2240, 814-201-2240. Also, a shout-out to Harlequin Pepper Yoga. 320 Allegheny Street in Hollidaysburg. I love yoga. It's great for your body. And Aaron, who was uh, just on uh, a recent podcast, episode 323, make sure you check that episode out. Harlequin Pepper Yoga on Facebook and Instagram, H-E-R-H-A-R-L-E-Q-U-I-N. Harlequin Pepper Yoga. Let's get it started. This is Rob Z Radio. We're broadcasting live from the Launchbox Studios, downtown Altoona, Pennsylvania. You know where we are by now. It's Rob Z Radio. Kirk Durbin's back in the house. Kirk, thanks for being here again, my friend. Thanks for having me. Uh, this is this is great. So the first time you were in, we kind of talked about your life story, talked about your history. You guys can go back and find that podcast a few episodes ago. Uh, but really, what you're doing right now, your career, your your life's mission. Is sending people to the moon. Yes. <laughs> it's uh, designing your own cryptocurrency at Catalyst Space. Uh, I guess first, let's shout out Catalyst Space, uh, catalystspace.org. They're actually a floor above where we're at right now in, uh, in downtown Altoona, but they're housing Apollo 18, the project you've put together. Uh, explain to me, explain to the people what exactly is going on right now. What is Apollo? Okay, so Apollo 18 is kind of the next step of the uh, proof of concept that we built at Catalyst Space. Um, Back in November, we started to build uh, cryptocurrency mining, um, mining servers. And this is kind of the logical next step is scaling. And we built the proof of concept. There's currently six miners running. And Apollo 18 will be a 
um, a token based on Ethereum's blockchain that will fund the mining operation and secure uh, expand cryptocurrency infrastructure and in turn those tokens will generate dividends that are based on the mining profits now let's break this down <laughs> <laughs> so my brain doesn't explode or somebody else's uh because at least for central pennsylvania i, I mean people are involved i know everybody i talk to now is like oh yeah i have some bitcoin yeah i'm on coinbase or whatever but uh as far as like the intricacies of what's going on it's 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 difficult to understand number one, but when it comes to mining, I think a lot of people were just totally lost. Right. Uh, so first of all, explain what to legitimize what Apollo is, right, to the people listening. Uh, explain what mining is, and explain why this is super important for uh, what you guys are doing for the area for everybody who gets involved. Okay, so to back up, um, the original ideology of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency was to remove it, the central authority and to make it a trustless system. Um, the mining part comes into play by uh, they're essentially doing really hard math. And that math is what is verifying that transactions have taken place on the blockchain and securing the network. And by doing that, um, the the network becomes stronger mm -hmm. because then you need to rewind the blockchain and reverse transactions you need the rest of the network to join in okay so essentially the miners are playing the role of an accountant and they are settling transactions okay and in turn they receive fees for providing that service to the network and that is what Apollo 18 is building is kind of a we're creating a stronger backbone to the various cryptocurrency networks. And as far when you say like the miners, the miners are computers. Like this is a, a towers you've built. Uh, so that's where kind of where Apollo differs. Um, the original mining uh, hobbyist, their computers are made up of your standard motherboard. And then what they take is um, graphics cards for video games. And they process faster than your traditional CPU. So they repurpose these GPUs and they do the math for the uh, transaction verification. Mm -hmm. um, in a hobbyist setting, the miners are set up and basically they're computer parts zip tied to sh I, like shoe racks from Ikea. They're not stable. They're not efficient. They're hot. Like they're, they're just a mess. It's spaghetti wires, a fire hazard. Okay. What we did is we took all of that and we put it into more of a um, professional, formal setup. And we're utilizing more common data center methodologies, such as you know Google and Facebook have these massive data centers and they have to deal with the same problems we do. So we're kind of taking those old tricks and applying them to a, and teaching them to a new dog. Okay. So, um, yeah. And people might be, might be wondering, like, well, how are you guys doing this? Like, this this seems so complex. But if you if you're experienced, if you experience Catalyst Space, you understand that Justin and Andrew are super geniuses. <laughs> I'm just gonna right. use them. I'm just yeah. gonna throw that word out there. And uh, they, you've been working with them to help put this all together. So uh, the minds that are involved in this, who are putting this uh, to work, are there's a lot of strong minds who are coming together to make this happen. There are a lot of moving parts, and yeah. I think whenever people hear, oh, I'll buy a computer that does math and make money, it's a lot bigger than that because these computers are 
very big. Yeah. They run very hot. They run at a consistent 160 degrees, 170 degrees, and that's at a that's running at, with cooling. You know, it, they can get very hot. You could heat a house through the winter. When you walk into Catalyst Space, you can hear them, yes. like humming. <laughs> yes, and before that, before that setup, when we had the open air proof of concept, like it heated that room, and this room is relatively <laughs> large. Yeah. But when we took it down and moved it into the enclosed case, the temperature dropped a, a substantial amount. Did it really? <laughs> and, but that is the problems that current miners face, and I think the, those are the challenges of cryptocurrency mining moving forward. Yeah. So when you have the meeting of the mines upstairs, and you know you're you're talking about moving air and it's not about com- the computer parts that are inside the actual server rack. It's about how do we move air efficiently and that, because in turn that reduces power consumption, right. which in turn increases efficiency, which in turn increases profitability. And so it all comes together. And yes, there are a lot of moving parts in this. It's very interesting. And I just, from the outside perspective of seeing what you guys are doing, I don't know what's going on, but I see a lot of work being done. And also, uh, I, I just think for central Pennsylvania, like where we are, this is unheard of. Like, uh, and I don't think anybody, I mean, you know, some people who are doing some mining and stuff like that have like a computer in their shed or whatever that they're right. <laughs> that it, have it housed. Right. And it's, um, it's, it's funny because I, it's like, when you start talking about it, you start to hear these people are like coming out of the shadows. Like it's almost safe to come out now. It's like, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm in, I'm, I'm there too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like safe for them to come out of hiding. And it, it, yeah, it's really weird at times. What is the reason for that though? Like what's the hiding about? Is it, Cause it's so bizarre. I, th- I think the early investors saw the opportunity and they were preaching that gospel and everybody's like, yeah, right. Like you're crazy, whatever. So uh-huh. they're like, all right. And they eventually sit back and now, and they're still doing it, but not telling anybody yeah, about it because they're just, like, they're just right, being whatever. told they're nuts. So they're yeah. like, ah, whatever, I'll just do it and you'll see later. Right. And then now, now everybody wants in and they're like, told you so almost, you know, and like they're kind of coming out of the, coming out of the woodwork and, and yeah. saying, Hey, like this is, I've been telling you about this for years, you know? So, right. um, yeah. And it, it's an interesting community and it is growing in even in Blair County, I'm starting to see a lot more people get involved and get smarter, not just follow like the Facebook ads. Right, and listening to what Bloomberg's saying or something, and like taking the yeah, terrible a, information in. Yep, there's a lot of influencers in an unregulated market. Uh, so, if you're listening to this podcast before March 9th, 2018, then you have a chance to be a part of the meet and greet, which you have a meet and greet coming up on March 9th. If you're listening to this after, then all the information is still valid. You just can't go to the meet and greet because <laughs> it had already happened. Um, so, but coming up on March 9th at Catalyst Space, which is uh, 1331 12th Avenue, uh, Suite 205 in Altoona. That's where the meet and greet's going to go down. What time? Uh, 7 p.m. 7 o'clock uh, on March 9th. Talk a little bit about that. Why is the meet and greet so important? Why you were explaining to me why this is important, but explain to people listening. Like, what is the importance of having this meeting and kind of uh, authenticating what you guys are doing? So, uh, Apollo uh, believes in sticking to its roots, which is the community and the people. So, we wanted to have a meet and greet for a few reasons. One is to keep that connection with the community and not just be some organization that's doing this thing, but, like, we want to be involved, right? The second part is um, in to give all to, – to show the legitimacy. You know, in cryptocurrency, there's so much uh, smoke and mirrors. There's so much 
there's so there's so many scams you know yeah. if, if you can come and meet the meet the team see the miner touch the miner you know yeah. feel the heat feel the feel the air just blow, blowing out the back of it and you know break a sweat and also um, see catalyst space i yeah, understand and, like this is a real it's the real deal yeah like this, this isn't some fly-by-night operation yeah this is going down this is going to happen and i think that's important for investors and as cryptocurrency matures you know you don't have these companies uh, it, typically whenever there's an ipo and you know there's a product there's and proof of uh there's a business model in place yeah and uh, there's already a product that's working and moving and everything you know with an ico it's more of a speculative investment so we want to okay. remove as much speculation as possible because there are competitors that are doing similar things in our space but they all have like these weird gimmicks with promises of crazy profits and like that's uh-huh. not what we're about we're showing like this is what it is and this is what it's hopefully going to be and like here's all of our historical data to back that up mm-hmm. and but that's where we kind of feel the importance of the meet and greet um the plan is to kind of just introduce the business and kind of do what we're doing here is you know here's the problem this is our solution and this is our roadmap to take us there before we get to the problem and solution, I just want to say for myself, because I'm still very new to this whole field, and you've you've helped teach me a lot and help me to understand what's going on, uh, at least on a, a beginner's level. So, like the ICOs, when you explained this to me, it was very interesting, because you have all these coins out there. There's hundreds of different coins, hundreds of different uh, cryptocurrencies, and a lot of them have nothing behind them. So, when you go to look them up, there's not really any business behind them. There's no model behind them. They just kind of create these coins and they collect a bunch of money. And I guess as far as like China goes, right, one of the major issues was they, they were making cryptocurrencies, collecting money for them, then just shutting down and keeping the cash. Exactly. Very illegal operation going on. Um, so the the reason for all of what you're doing is to really show, hey, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of thievery going on right now. A lot of fake news, I guess, going on. I, so this is a way to legitimize. Absolutely. You and, got. you know, there's um, there's projects like uh, like Tron, for example. They really don't have a product, you know, and then right. they have a multi-billion dollar market cap and people are getting slaughtered on the price, you know. But then on the other hand, um, we actually just partnered with one of the founders of a token called Daddy. Um, they have a working product. They are a decentralized web, you know. And so, like, if you look and you compare the two side by side, though, like, they have a couple hundred million dollar market cap. If you compare the two side by side, like, here's Daddy that's a lot smaller, a lot cheaper, but have a product versus... Tron that's just kind of speculation and there's a ton of money behind a PDF file. <laughs> and it's, it's so weird. It is. And I think that's one of the scary parts of this whole thing, right? The untrusting part of it is like, how do you know what to trust? Uh, what is the website that you had me go to? I can't think of Coinmarketcap.com. it Coinmarketcap.com. Right Coinmarketcap.com. You can search any ICO there and get all the information about it to find out if it's legit. Yep. They try to... Uh, they tried to curate as much data as possible. Um, they'll list out the white paper, the websites, the exchanges it's on, price history. They try and yeah, they they have they do have guidelines on what coins they list, but um, they do have a majority of active tokens. And when will you guys end up being on there? Do they kind of find out you've you've launched and then pull your information? I be, no, I, we have to apply to be listed, but I believe the guidelines you have to have so much trading volume. Okay. So that would be after we would reach out to exchanges to get listed. Okay. Uh, now, as far as the problem and solution goes, what is the problem and what is the problem that you want to solve and how are you solving it? Because that's the, the real backbone of what you're doing, right? 
Yeah, so there was recently some articles that came out that said that mining a single Bitcoin was using as much power as nine homes in the United States. <laughs> okay. So um, there is some arguments whether that is an accurate number. There are arguments that if proof of work, which is the whole um, the whole uh, technology behind the mining, if that is actually cheaper than banks moving money from institution to institution and building to building, regardless of all of that, it does consume an astronomical amount of power. And um, because there's so many computations going on yeah, simultaneously yeah, all just, the time, the cards are running 100% full speed all day, all night. It, it does suck a lot of power. The problem is, is proof of work is the most secure method for the blockchain. There are some other ones and they all have their flaws, but and we believe that proof of work is the method to secure the blockchain and it is not going away. So we wanted to stay a step ahead of all these challenges and avoid any kind of technical debt so that we can kind of mine as efficiently as possible. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, we want to, we're going to take the tried and true methodologies of data centers and tweak them to fit the cryptocurrency space so that we can continue the mining operations, but minimize the efficiency or minimize the consumption and maximize the efficiency. Right. Um, some of the competitors out there, you know, they have mobile units that they can just drive to a solar farm to solar farm. But, like, solar panels are not sustainable for that kind of operation. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter where your power is coming from. If you're not efficient, you're just wasting energy. Yeah. And so our goal is to be – I mean, we are. As of right now, we are the most efficient mining operation, square foot, power density. Like, we're going to be releasing all this information that shows, like – we currently are the most efficient operation, and we're at the scaling stage right now. Just the, this is the very beginning of what you guys are putting together. I guess how long, for people like wondering, you know, with how long you've been mining for, and and how long this has all been building up, like the the lead up to this, what's the time frame been? Um, well, so I've been mining off and on for a bit. Uh, whenever it really became a serious thing, that was probably about six months ago. Okay, we came up with the idea and. We're like, let's build a proof of concept and see if it's even a profitable thing now because there are very large farms in other countries. Um, let's see if we can even do it. And we threw together a small open-air shoe rack-esque mining, or mining rig, and we collected data on it for a few months and then started to work on the efficiency model. And then we just took one, scaled it to six, and just kept collecting data that whole time. And now it's just it's firing. It's yeah. Now now we have the um, the faith to move forward yeah. and the evidence that this is a profitable venture and a um, beneficial venture. Yeah. Very true, man. It's it's very awesome. I it really I think that people in the area, if you go to the meet and greet and see what's happening, uh, and and take to, take some time to understand all of this because I think what what percentage would you say the audience just kind of like buys some Bitcoin and they have Coinbase and that's just what they just use that and they don't really move anywhere beyond that space. If, if it's very simplistic, right? Uh, unfortunately, I think a lot of that. I think the um, we're at the point now where it's kind of like people are seeing people make a lot of money quick and they're not getting the ideology behind what is going on. Yeah, they're just jumping in. And whenever people ask me where to start, I tell them, go buy Bitcoin and use it. 
like go buy something with it. Go actually use it before you start looking at it as like an investment or a store of value because that's where the magic is and that, you know. And I think it also it starts uh, conversations too. If you if you're buying something with Bitcoin, you're going to spark a conversation right there. Right. Sometimes. And, and I think it, a lot of it too ties kind of to like that small town mentality where, yeah. you know, here it's always been go to school, get a good job, you know, maybe someday become the boss, but, you know, like, listen to what your boss says, go home from work, and, you know, yeah. and Bitcoin is not about that. There is no governing authority. It's the community and the people. And I think that's the hardest part for people to wrap their head around is that there's no one telling you what to do. It is a consensus thing. And, um, but that's where the power is. And that's where the magic is, you know, like, that's where, um, that's, that's just where the value is and I think that's the hardest part for people to grasp. Mm-hmm. So like yeah, if people come and kind of sit back and just remain open minded to the possibility of something completely new and potentially world changing. Yeah, right here. Like yeah. in a small town. Like right that's here. really cool. Altoona is going to be put on a map. And I'll tell you what, like it, it, the important part also is dragging Altoona out of the stone age. Like we're so stuck in the it's always been said like our our area is stuck like 2 years, 3 years, 5 years behind. Like this is something that'll help really pull it out. Yeah, of that. The, yeah, I think they're still waiting for like the canal basin to open so they can start <laughs> pulling trains over the mountain. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um so uh, the other part is now Apollo is going to be run on Ethereum. Is that right? Correct. Okay. So what does that mean? Because that's also like, so it's a cryptocurrency, but it's run on top of a cryptocurrency platform that also is a cryptocurrency in itself. So, so. <laughs> there are there are a lot of uh, cryptocurrencies out there. Um, I kind of view Ethereum as more of a crypto commodity. So like those are my two big, my two big winners in all of this is Bitcoin as a currency, Ethereum as a commodity. Um, the way they differ is, Bitcoin is a currency. You use it as a its value. I trade you Bitcoin for your service. Ethereum is more of a decentralized application. So, you know, like I mentioned, Daddy, they have decentralized web. Like, that's websites. They remove that client-server model. So okay. everybody would essentially be hosting the website. So, say, some oppressive government couldn't remove it because right. 900 thousands of other people have the website hosted as well. It's not like GoDaddy hosting your website. Exactly. Everybody's hosting it. Exactly. Like across the that's the blockchain. Everybody's a part of it. Exactly. And that's where Ethereum comes in is that it's decentralized application and Ethereum is the gas to make these applications run. So um, if you were a host of a website for the dad, you know, they will you would be you would receive daddy tokens in exchange for hosting the website. So like you would be being paid as the host rather than GoDaddy. Okay. So that's kind of where Ethereum comes in. Um, so they can be built off. You can build projects on top of Ethereum. So and like kind of plug things into it. Apollo will also be built on top of the Ethereum blockchain. So the Ethereum blockchain will verify the transactions, but we will be a smart contract built on top of the chain. Um, what would you compare it to if some if somebody's like very confused by that concept? Okay. So. Well, okay, so I think the Apollo smart contract is going to be used to manage the dividends. So, and like that's its sole purpose. So, if you think of it as okay, we have um, Nancy in accounting, right? She gets every month we give her a thousand dollars. She goes through her Excel spreadsheet and says, okay, so and so owes ten percent of this, so they will receive a hundred dollars. The smart contract replaces Nancy. We feed it the Ethereum, it reads the blockchain, 
and will find all of the Apollo token holders, okay. determine their respective amount that they are to receive, and broadcast those transactions to them. So basically, the smart contract is in our in our use case is to manage the accounting and the dividends part and just basically pay out people respective of the tokens that they're holding. Okay. So, and how like how many um, cryptocurrencies are run on Ethereum? Is there a, is there a lot? Thousands. Thousands. Yeah. Okay. So, as far as like there's not very many cryptocurrencies that aren't using Ethereum as a platform. Like it's what's the reason for using that instead of having it by itself? Ethereum is the front runner in the smart contract distributed application space. Um, there are competitors like Neo, which is like kind of the Chinese backed version. Okay. Um, there's Stellar Lumens, which are uh, they have a ton of funding from like IBM. Um, there are a ton of coins that do have the smart contract feature, but Ethereum is um, Ethereum is supported on Coinbase, which is the easiest on-ramp from U.S. dollar to crypto. And it's just the front runner in the smart contract space. So and we went with that. We went that route. And as far as, I guess, one more thing just to legitimize this before we get into like talking about how you can actually purchase Apollo, uh, the website, which is Apollo18, <clears throat> Apollo18.co.in. That's Apollo 18, Apollo then the number 1 and 8, .co.in. It'll be in the show notes. Um, but as far as the, the crew, people that are involved, and these are all on the website, just to kind of even give more legitimacy to this, talk a little bit about the people who are involved. Uh, I guess yourself, number one, but Justin, Pamela, Chelsea, Chris, uh, the CoinHub Network. And you don't have to go into great detail, but just a little bit about them. Right. So um, I told my story in your previous episode. You know, yeah. Justin is um, from Catalyst Space. He is uh, super smart when it comes to running a business, business strategy, and he and he has the tech experience as well. Uh, Pamela is a she's a real estate developer. That, that's where her roots are. Um, but she is very active and known in the crypto world. She is. Uh, she does marketing for a few other coins as well. So uh, she jumped on board with us. Uh, Chelsea is our graphics design and marketing brand guru, I guess. So mm -hmm. she's in charge of all of our logos and graphics to make sure we have a consistent feel. Um, the coin, and then we fall into our advisors. Uh, these are just kind of connections that I've had throughout the crypto space that have experience in running something like this, you know, so we can learn from them because that's what it is you know it's all uncharted territory um the coin hum network is a new startup where they are uh they're aiming to be a news source for cryptocurrency but they also are going to do it kind of like ico advising on okay. i think in the investment side and in the launch side so if you're not sure if you want to invest in an ico like they might do some kind of like uh, is, I know it's pretty fresh, but they might do some kind of like investment advice on that end. And then they also, if you want to launch one, they'll hop on board and kind of walk you through it. And like these are the common problems that other ICOs have run into. Um, Chris Mayer is a, uh, he is one of the founders of the Daddy Token. And he also did some strategy for, uh, it was called Rayblox and now it's called Nano. Um, both successful projects. Uh, he's just kind of helping us through issues that they ran into with daddy i'm not, i forget how much they ran they raised during their ico but i know they sold out in like less than an hour and it was a couple it was a couple million, it was a substantial amount mm -hmm. um so he knows how to handle 
the ICO, and especially in a high-volume setting. Um, okay. We have one or two more people that may come on board that are pretty big names in the crypto space. So, uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's kind of the team as it stands right now. And then, you know, we're pulling – we we want to source local, though, as much as we can, too, you know. And so, like, we're pulling our resources, you know. Like, we, we do have parts that we 3D print for inside of the miners, you know. So, like, Catalyst Space becomes – a part of the team almost, you know? So, yeah. Um, yeah. And that's kind of where we're at as far as the team goes right now. Cool. And that's Apollo18.co.in. There's bios on everybody on there. Yep. And really, all this information is on the website as well. So you can go down through and kind of, if you're listening to this, you can check out the website at the same time and, and confirm everything as you're rolling through. Uh, but as far as like how they can actually buy Apollo, like, so you've, the the private partner sale, which has already happened, right? No, so the par- oh, so the partner sale is going to launch in about thirteen days. Okay. And on, um, let me double check my date, so I'm not wrong. It's, and uh, this is the point of the meet and greet. Yes, is so people can come and like be a part of it. Like you can get in at a very early phase. Yes. So the partner sale is going to launch on March 16th. It is. Uh, it'll be forty cents a token, and it will run for a week. Uh, you do have to pre-register because it's a, it is a private partner sale, so there is a registration form on the website to sign up for it. Um, to get involved, we are only accepting Ethereum as our as our investment vehicle because of the smart contract. The smart contract will handle all of the um, all of the all of the dividends, but as well as like the ICO part. So if you throw in, it's forty cents. If you put in four dollars. The smart contract will calculate that and disperse the ten tokens. So there is no human element to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and we have had traditional investors kind of come up and say, "Hey, like, let's talk." No, like, I'll show you how to buy Ethereum, and you can invest in the ICO just like everybody else because that's the magic of the. You know, there is no more suits at the table. You know, yeah. everybody has an equal part in this. Yeah. And um, so yeah, uh, March sixteenth is going to be the uh, partner sale launch. Okay. And you do got to pre-register to be a part of that because it's going to be run semi-privately. Um, one week later, we will launch the uh, pre-sale, and that'll be at $0.65. Cents. And then two weeks after that is the public sale, and that's $0.90. Cents. Um, there are caps on each one to limit the amount of funds raised in each phase, and then um, anything not sold will be burned, and there'll be less total supply on the market and oh, okay. we'll go from there so anything that's not sold during the public sale gets taken out it'll yep they will be sent to a a smart contract that will lock them and they'll never be seen again really yep so what's the idea there that that limits it even more so it's more valuable because essentially less yeah it. so the total supply goes down it will it would increase value and i mean yeah so it, it wouldn't go back to the founders um it that no one on the market, you know, there's no use for them. It, it, the market has spoken essentially, and okay, they bought what they wanted at the ICO phase. After that, we begin to secure shipping dates with any wholesale partners we have, and um, start connecting with exchanges to provide the liquidity and value on the trading side of everything, and kind of build this scaling and mining operation out. Now help me understand this a little bit. So, like, when it comes to like Bitcoin, let's just go there for a second. There's still Bitcoin that's unearthed, right? It's there. Correct. People are still mining for that, so it's still out there. Um, and how much Bitcoin is there supposed to be 20, in all? Twenty-one million. Now, as far as like 
as far as Apollo goes. There is a 24 million token cap. 24 million. So what you're saying is during the public sale, if they don't all go out, then some of those are going to disappear? Yes. So there's 24, there will be 24 million total. Okay. And um, that's the max supply. If only 10 million are sold, then only 10 million are sold, and that's the that'll be the total supply that's out on them. Okay. In what period of time? Like, how long is the public sale for? For from March 16th to April. I, if you said that, I apologize. I I'm trying to put all the information together. In yeah, my head. I, I just want to double check <laughs> and not give the wrong dates on the air here. So you have like a certain amount of time to get involved in the public sale and. Right. Okay. So Mar- yeah, March 16th is the partner sale. Okay. It will run for one week. Then the pre-sale is March 21st. Okay. And it will run until April 6th when the public sale goes off. Okay. After the public sale, there will be, I believe it's two weeks. Okay. So it's basically maybe four or five weeks, I guess, total run of fundraising. Okay. And then- um, So why why does Bitcoin now, uh, this is just a, a random question that I have, like why- or is Bitcoin like this thing where it's not all released yet and it's designed like it's not going to all be released until what 2020 something? Yeah, so that was to uh, combat combat like inflation and keep the market, you know, whereas like the Fed just kind of like prints money, right? Really, like whatever, however they want. Yeah, they um, Bitcoin is controlled, so and that's where the mining comes in is where they mine these blocks on the blockchain and these currencies are set to adjust difficulty to control the flow of money into the market so bitcoin gets a block every 10 minutes if a ton of miners you know we spin up all of our miners and hit the bitcoin network and say blocks are being mined really fast at say seven minutes the difficulty will adjust to try and maintain that one block every 10 minutes okay but with with your coin with with apollo it's not like that it's not designed like that. no because the token of Apollo represents represents like it represents kind of ownership. I don't want to say ownership or equity or anything like that, but it kind of it represents your role in the market, and that's how you, the the tokens required to receive the dividends. Um, but yeah, it's the the tokens on top of Ethereum are not mined; they can be okay just generated. Okay, gotcha. Oh, this is. This is interesting. Yeah, it, it's a while. It, it's been um, eye-opening from this side, you know, like being the, I bet, man. the coin creator and distributor has been very new. It, it, and, like, that's that's what's awesome about it, though. It's, it's such a new space, and it's all uncharted that, it, you know, and we're... And there's still Apollo, a lot of space for doing it better, right? right. Like, it, nobody's perfected it yet. It's so new. The, yeah, no one's got the perfect answer. And that's what's awesome about it, too. Everybody's trying to achieve the same thing with their own method. Yeah. And that's one of the things with Apollo too is like we're tiptoeing this line of SEC crackdown, right? And like the the headlines are coming. But there's no real guidelines to follow, you know. So we're kind of following as best we can and I mean, we're doing our due diligence and we're maintaining meticulous records and transparency and all that stuff so that if God forbid the SEC actually does want to come and check it out. You know, we have what we have and, you know, we're doing our thing. And right. so, and, but like, that's that gray area of like, we're just kind of tiptoeing that line of, 
what are we doing? You know, is this right? <laughs> you know, and because there is no guidance. And yeah, it's, you know, it's, and it's crazy. Got this, you got the big, bad, spooky SEC kind of hovering over you. Right. So Looming, I, waiting, to, waiting to attack at any moment. Yeah. Right. And I think that's kind of what separates Apollo from every other ICO out there, too. Well, most ICOs out there is that we're tr- is there's no real regulation yet but we're trying to do it right you know like we're almost anticipating things that may happen and because there to, will be regulation. yeah and, and that's and at the end of the day that's what apollo is we're just staying ahead of the challenges of what faces cryptocurrency whether that's sec regulation that's mining coaling and efficiency or mm-hmm. you know whatever the next next thing is because yeah, you guys had to actually rewire this building, technically, in a way, right? Just yeah, to get need, this. needed some needed some bigger pipes. It's <laughs> <That's> crazy, <Yeah. laughs> man. <laughs> I don't know. Like Electra. I'm gonna look like Jamie Fox and Spider Man. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the, the the funny part is it's it's just so it's so well, we're also in an old building. This this building's probably over a hundred years old, so it's it's probably very outdated as far as like the technology that can be put into it. <laughs> so they had to go down to the like underground and like. Rewire from the ground up. Well, that's what one. That's one of the goals. Is so whenever, um, whenever the scaling happens, that entire room will become a data center, and those offices will move down the hall. Okay. Um, like Site Right, your reptile, you guys, yeah. you'll all move down the hall into another area, and that room as it is now will be renovated into a data center setup. Really? Yeah, so okay. So we can put the CO two extinguishers in. You know, we're gonna pump hot air out of the ceiling, wow. bringing cold air through the floor. Like We have a whole plan laid out. It's just funding and planning, basically. Yeah, yeah you got to put some stuff in place to yeah, get to that spot. We're, we're ready to go. It's just we with, an, with a successful ICO, that whole this whole building is going to change. It's badass, man. I mean, this is really cool. Oh, it's exciting Next time level to be stuff. alive, man. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel fortunate that, I, that you messaged me a while ago about giving away some Bitcoin on my Facebook page, <laughs> and I kind of got caught in the loop, and then I ended up going up to Catalyst Space and now getting involved. Now you're it's yeah, it's it's you amazing. Bit, you bit the apple, right? <laughs> I've been poisoned deep, um, and so I guess at the end here, um, for anybody moving past Coinbase, because Coinbase is the most used platform, you move on to like Bittrex and Binance. Like, when will? Of course, you have the the pre-sale, the public sale for Apollo. But when will you see it make it to the other platforms to be bought in the major market? How do you define that? Like, what's the terminology to use? Uh, so, so that would be our kind of our next step. So, um, as of right now, the roadmap looks like we're going to do the ICO. As soon as the ICO is over, we're going to secure our shipping dates with the wholesale and start um, start the scaling process. Part of the ICO and the fundraising is partners. Private partners must hold. They cannot. They cannot transfer ownership of the token for six months. Okay. Um, we figure that six months is a good time frame to begin to at least have a majority of the scaling operation done. Is that your role or the FCC's role? SEC. Okay. So the plan is to the partners will hold for six months. They'll be time locked via smart contract. The other uh, pre-sale public sale, they'll have their tokens, but they're not going to be listed anywhere. So like. I guess you would have you could do like person to person over the counter, okay. but um, in that six month time frame is when we will start connecting with exchanges to provide that liquidity and make it more available for buy and sell because they're also after the partner sell there's no active marketing, so there will be um, until after the ICO phase is over, so that's whenever we're going to start reaching out to exchanges. We hope within those whenever that six month period is up and 
we want to wait till that six month period is up so that the fairness is there for the people who invested in the partners so that they're not locked with coins as others can buy, sell, trade them, you know. So, um, but like at the end of the day, I don't know if you want to do that because you want to collect those dividends at the end, you know, every yeah. month we're going to, you'll be receiving a portion of the prop mining profits. Yeah. So, um, but if you were interested in the trading aspect, we're hoping six months after the partner sale. Okay. And, and the reason for the six months is like that gives it legitimacy, uh, more legitimacy. You know, it, it provides it, a fairness to other investors. It from when and that's from like a traditional investment. You know, you go to an angel investor or something like that. They typically they got to hold their shares or equity or whatever for six months before they can do anything, and that provides equality to the rest of the investors that jump on board. So, you know, you got these people that will buy in at 40 cents and the people get in public, they're paying over double of what the partners did. So it's not, you know, if they go and they try and sell within that six month period, it can, it can manipulate the market. It provides right. like a, an unfairness to the public sale investors, you know, phase three investors. Yeah. Um, so that, that's the purpose behind it. But I would like to orchestrate all of this to fall into place at once. And so that when the tokens, the partner sell tokens time releases up, the exchange is list and people can do what they want. And the market, can t- the market can take control. Very of the pricing. cool. So you won't, we, you, if you're looking on any of those platforms, you won't see it for months on there. It'll probably, be a while. Probably. Yeah. Uh, and then by the time it does show up, it's already taken off. Uh, that, that's kind of the cool part of the whole thing too, is like, if you get in early, you, you get to kind of sit back and watch this thing grow before it really explodes. Once it hits the market, I imagine that's when it really takes off. Right. Like and I, I, yeah, and I, I, I do not like, not just my bias. I think there is a lot of value behind this. And I think that, um, six months might feel like a long time to just kind of throw your money and lock it up. But if you Keep, I mean, we're super active on the social side too, or stop in if you're local, you know, and you'll see this thing growing as we move, as we go. Yeah. I think the six months will fly and it will be beneficial in the end. Yeah. And I think it's so if you're like on the fence or like wondering like what, if it's actually going to work or not, I think the cool part is, and just studying from what you've shown me and from just kind of studying it myself, there's so much mystery to cryptocurrencies and it seems like some people do that on purpose it's like this mystery hidden thing you don't know who's running it and you don't know what it's for and uh you guys are kind of eliminating all of that you know the people involved yep you know where it's being mined you can walk into the facility where it's happening it's not like some super secret thing which is exciting to make it secret like that i guess the, even like bitcoins kind of built on a lot of secrecy um just, well, yeah that's it's roots stem from anonymity yeah and, and privacy and um yeah, I mean, and I think we've evolved and matured past that. And I think there is a market for that, and I think there's a need for that. Mm-hmm. But that's the currency space. We're in the commodity space, you know. We in at the end, and we are securing that anonymity and that privacy by providing the mining service to the to the backbone of the network to the blockchain. Mm-hmm. So, yep. So at the end of this. What do you? Anything else you want to throw out there? What do you want to say to people uh, who are listening? Who are maybe on the fence, or maybe they're fully in. Maybe they're like novices, or they're advanced. Like anything, any more information you want to toss at them? Oh, I think everybody likes to see cool stuff. You know, everybody likes cool science. You know, and um, so come over, like come over to the meet and greet next Friday. Come check it out. It's uh, March 9th at seven o'clock, Catalyst Space. Um, I come see the miner and actually see it in action and see what it's doing 
And I, while you're there, check out Catalyst Space, the 3D printing, the laser cutting, and all the products and businesses that are launching out of this. Like, Altoona, I, I truly believe Altoona is just on the verge of exploding. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's about to take off. And, like, if you want to come and see something at its baby phase, so in 10 years, 20 years, you can be like, yo, I, I saw that when it was, like, one solo server rack in the in the middle of a room yeah before it's a warehouse full of servers and now they have three warehouses that just (laughs) suck all the energy out of the state (laughs) (laughs) now we ought to use candles again it's like christmas vacation the the meter's just spinning as you turn the christmas lights on everybody's back to candles (laughs) (laughs) the polo sucked all the energy we are in amish country kind of so it might might work out in the end yeah we're just we're just giving back to their economy exactly just growing the economy all around living (laughs) living like amish with bitcoin and with cryptocurrency that's kind of the move (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean kirk once again thank you dude for coming in thanks for having me on i mean you just walk downstairs it's not like it's that big of a deal yeah i I appreciate it though but uh yeah this is exciting and uh you guys if you're wondering you know if you didn't get the website somehow on the past hour that we talked about it apollo 18.co.in uh march 9th is the meet and greet if you listen to this after that you missed the meet and greet but you can still get involved all the dates are there and all the dates are on the website as well yep too, check right? the website we have a facebook we have twitter telegram discord reddit i think that's all of them we're you've everywhere a, you have a newspaper ad out there i can find or anything no, do that. A billboard? No, 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 none of that print. print <laughs> All right, dude. Print is a dead industry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Thanks. Yep, thank you. Hey, say you're trying to, to heal your body the right way. Then you want to talk to Trade Secrets. Secrets in trade on Facebook. Trade Secrets underscore skincare on Instagram. Natural body care line of products is what Steph and her husband sell at Trade Secrets. All in-house research and develop meant for these items. So uh, sugar scrubs, bath bars, all natural deodorants, bath bombs, 100% soy wax candles and wax melts, uh, lip bombs, body lotions. They have it all at Trade Secrets and there's no added chemicals. So if you have weird allergies or whatever, not weird allergies, but you're not used to the weird chemicals they put in some of the stuff uh, that is sold in, you know, major department stores, you're going to love what Trade Secrets has to offer you. Also a shout out to the Clay Cup. Facebook and Instagram at The Clay Cup. That's 1304 11th Avenue in Altoona. Uh, The best coffee shop in our area. And, you know, even if you come from out of the area, I guarantee you're going to love what The Clay Cup does because uh, they just kind of understand. Sarah and the people who are her employees understand how to treat customers right and how to create a wonderful environment for people. So if you're looking for an awesome coffee shop where coffee and creativity come together, check out The Clay Cup. And a shout-out to Juice. That's J-O-O-S. I love healthy stuff, and I I enjoy having these sponsors because they're doing healthy things for people in our area, and hopefully that message spreads to anybody who listens to this. So uh, Jen, who runs Juice, sells cold-pressed juice and smoothies. Smoothie bowls, bone broth, hot soups, raw vegan baked goods. Everything's fresh, made in house, made or made to order. And plus, Jen is a wealth of knowledge. So when when you talk to her and you uh, you know buy one of her products, she's put a lot of thought and effort into this, and she also has the information to back it up. You can find her on Facebook and Instagram at the Juice Bar J O O S. That's five seventeen Allegheny Street in downtown Holidaysburg. And and also what is awesome about Clay Cup, Trade Secrets, and Juice is they all come in here, Steph, Sarah, and Jen, and we all do a collaborative small business, what am I calling it? A small business brainstorm podcast, right? We're going to be recording one of those this upcoming week, the second edition 
Uh, so hopefully you have a chance to check that out and get some great information on like how you can start your own business. Because we're just kind of going to kind of tell our stories, the struggles, the triumphs, the tribulations, and hopefully that helps some people out. But I really hope you dug this podcast with Kirk. I really hope if this is not past May 9th, you can show up for the, the uh, meet and greet, buy the coin. Get I, I guarantee you Apollo 18 is going to make a lot of people a lot of money. So you want to get in now. Strike while the iron's hot, my friends. I'll talk to you next time. That's brutal.